another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Hi, Life Church. I am so grateful to be speaking to you, but not that thrilled that I can't be there with you. You know, probably for the last 15 years, once, twice, sometimes even three times during the year, I have been present uh, with you in Auckland or in Melbourne and now we're doing it this way, but I am convinced that I will be with you soon. But for now, God's put a word on my heart that I want to share with you that I think is timely for all of us. You know, I'm filming this in Southern California where I live when I'm not in Auckland or Melbourne, and I live near Hollywood, and I have friends who are in the business in Hollywood. And one storyline that has really made Hollywood a lot of money is the storyline in a movie, and many of you have seen movies like this, when the movie talks about two dimensions of reality. People living on this earth and all of a sudden there's this other existence that exists. The old movie, The Matrix, would be an example of that. You know, and some people can move from one dimension to the other dimension. A lot of people don't know there is this other dimension. And you watch a movie like that and it's pretty entertaining, but most people would go, it's fun, but nah. But as Christ followers who base our definition of reality on the Word of God, we know that that actually does exist. That there are two dimensions of reality right now, right here. One is the material dimension in which we live in and wear clothes and have skin and hair. And then there's this other dimension, which is just as real, if not more real, called the heavenly dimension. Here's how Paul writes about it in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He says, listen, in this heavenly realm, in this location, God's given you everything you need. He has blessed you in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. There's the contrast in the Bible between a heavenly realm and a material realm. And if there were two words that kind of describe this contrast, to me, it is the word when and it is the word now. As Christians, as Christians living out in the material world, oftentimes our comment to God in the material world is when. When will I be healed, God? When will I get that raise? When will my child come back to faith? We live in the material world and we don't always see in the material world what we read about in scriptures. And our question is, when? But in the heavenly realm, the word is now. Now you can have faith. Now you can have a supernatural hope. Now you can have a peace that passes all understanding. Around the world, we have lived in a season where we have been told to wait and to wait and to wait. And if there is a word from the Lord for you today, I believe it's the word now. Every spiritual blessing is available for you now, but it's in the heavenly realms. So the question I had was, where is this place? I know where the material world is, but where is this heavenly realm? So I uh, went on Google Maps to find it and it said location not found because you can't find it in a physical way. You can't get there by an airplane or in a physical way. 
So how do you get there? Because if we got there, all the spiritual blessings would be available for us. Peace that passes understanding, a faith, a love, a forgiveness, a grace, a strength, an authority would be available for us. Those are all spiritual blessings. The question is, how do you get there? Well, the good news is the Bible teaches us how we get there. The way that we get there is through the Holy Spirit. You know, when Jesus left uh, this earth, he said, I'm going to send the Spirit and the Spirit's going to come to you. And the Spirit was brought to us for two reasons. One is God always wants to be with us. He wants to be incarnate. So God came in flesh, Jesus, the Son of God. But when Jesus, the Son of God, left, the Spirit came, joined us, and became part of us so that God could be present with us. But the Holy Spirit didn't just come so God could join us in the material world. The Holy Spirit came so that he could take us from the material world into the heavenly realms. His job is not just to come down and be with us here. His job is to take us there where every spiritual blessing is. And the Holy Spirit is present with you and with me. Now, he wants to transport us, if I can use that language, to the heavenly realms. How does he do that? Well, there's numerous ways the Bible talks about, but I want to share with you three very specific ways that the Holy Spirit works to transport us when we need it most into the heavenly realm to access the spiritual blessings that are there. The first way the Holy Spirit does that is through revelation. Listen to this verse from John 14, verse 26. Jesus is speaking and he says, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus tells his followers, here's what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to come and I'm going to be gone, but he's going to bring to life in your mind the words I have spoken. This is the role of the Holy Spirit, that when we open up God's word, something supernatural takes place. We're not just studying a book. We're not just reading life principles. We're going to have a divine encounter when we open up the Bible and the Holy Spirit's going to be at work. If you don't open your Bible, you don't have that divine encounter. If you don't open your Bible, then the Holy Spirit can't transport you to the heavenly realm where every spiritual blessing is available for you. You know, the Bible itself has three words that it uses to describe the Bible, the scriptures. One is simply a word that means the book. It's just a book words on a printed page or digital, whatever the format, it's a book. And there are many people who embrace the Bible as a book and they study it as a book and they respect it as a book. But it's just a book like every other book and there's no divine engagement. Then there's another word for the scriptures. That word is a word that is about God's speaking his word, his truth, that it's not just a book, but God speaks his word to us and the Bible is full of promises that we hold on to and it's full of principles for life and it teaches us about who he is and about creation and salvation and there's this truth with a capital T that the Bible teaches us and it's wonderful for us and it leads us and it guides our decision making and it's full of wisdom because it's from heaven for us. But then there's a third word that the Bible talks about in describing itself. And it's not just a book, and it's not even that it's just God's word, 
But this third word basically means that there are times when you open up the Bible and for you, in that moment, the Holy Spirit takes a passage, a verse, sometimes just a phrase, and literally the words jump off the page into your spirit, into your mind, and you are transported to the heavenly realms where every spiritual blessing is available for you. I had this experience, you know, I've been a Christian for decades following Christ. I've read the Bible through so many times. Last fall, I had an an accident and I had some damage to my back and I was in quite a bit of pain. And after a few weeks, the pain didn't go away. And I began to get discouraged. In the material world, in the material realm, I was saying, God, when? When will this change? And I opened up the Bible uh, to read it and I was reading the passage in Matthew about you know him knowing how many hairs are on my head and when a sparrow falls, he cares about it. How much more does he care about me? And I've read that passage hundreds of times, but this time I had that divine moment. God knew what I needed. And as I read that, the Holy Spirit did what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do and transported me into the heavenly realm. And in that moment, a supernatural hope and faith came into my heart, into my mind. I had a confidence. I had a trust. I knew that I would be healed because a spiritual blessing, faith, and hope had come through the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word. Now, I couldn't make that happen. I didn't hype myself up to that. The Holy Spirit did that. But I had to open the Word for that to take place to have that spiritual blessing of hope come into me that propelled me forward with joy and with peace. One of the ways that we move from the material world into the heavenly realm is when we open up the Bible and we've prepared our heart and our mind. We're not just reading a book. We're not just looking for a life principle. We're ready for a divine encounter with God. And he is present and he is faithful and he gives us that divine encounter. And all of a sudden now we are transported into the heavenly realm. There's a second way though that the Holy Spirit transports us into the heavenly realm. And that's through gratitude. Now, before you shut me off, let me explain that this is not gratitude in the material realm. There is gratitude in the material realm, which is very important. We are grateful for our clothes. We are grateful for our house. We are grateful for our food, as we should be grateful for those things. But there's another kind of gratitude. It's a gratitude that exists in the heavenly realm. Let me read from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. It says this, Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God with reverence and awe. So the author of Hebrews is talking about this heavenly realm. He says, we're getting this kingdom, this heavenly realm, it's coming to us and it cannot be shaken. It's a done deal. Every spiritual blessing is there. Let us be grateful. Let us be thankful. Why is gratitude such an important way that The Holy Spirit transports us from the material realm into the heavenly realm. Because when you are grateful for something, you are attributing value to it. If you give me a gift, if Pastor Paul was to give me a gift and I was really grateful for that gift, I am attributing value to that gift. If he gives me a gift that's not that great, I'm not that grateful, 
I'm not attributing much value to it. So a lot of times as Christians, our gratitude is around the material realm because we are grateful and we attribute value to things in the material realm. But when was the last time you were grateful for faith? When was the last time you were grateful for hope? When in your prayer life and in your worship life, are you just grateful for peace? When you are grateful for the material realm things, it's a good thing. It's an important thing. But when you choose to be grateful and speak out a gratitude for the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm, God uses that gratitude and literally transports you then into that heavenly realm for you. You see, here's why this is so important. It should not take poor people to make us grateful for God's blessings in our life. And it should not take sick people to make us grateful for the health that he gives us. Gratitude as a Christ follower is something far more than just the material world in which we live in. It applies in the heavenly realm because hardship will do one of two things. It'll either take you to the material world or it will take you into the heavenly realm. That's why the Bible says, listen, when you bring your request to God, bring them with gratitude. You got to find something in there that you're incredibly grateful for. And that gratitude may not be material stuff. It may be heavenly realm stuff. Last year was a difficult year for many people all over the globe. And where I lived, there were some real hardships. And I would wake up in the morning when everything looked pretty bleak. And I would pray prayers of gratitude for hope. Thank you, Lord, for hope. Thank you that you give me faith. Do you think you conjure up faith? No, it's a spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Thank you for authority that you give me authority. Let your gratitude life be represented as much by the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm as they are by the material blessings in the material realm. Let the words that you speak express gratitude at that level, not just at the material level. Can I tell you something I'm incredibly grateful for? I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for life. Even though I haven't been able to be there, I've had regular contact with your leaders, with Pastor Paul and Pastor Luke and Scott and others. And it's amazing the stories that I have heard of how you as a community of believers, as a church, the impact you have made in your city, in your nation, and around the world, especially during this time. I'm grateful for you because when I hear about you and when I see you and when I will see you, it reminds me, you know what? The kingdom of God is doing just fine. The material world may be shaken up a bit, but the kingdom of God is doing just fine. And when we have a gratitude for those spiritual blessings in the kingdom of God, then God transports us by his spirit into the heavenly realm that's there. You know, it's one thing to be grateful for the pay raise. It's another thing to be grateful for the faith that you will get a pay raise. Because if you have to wait for the pay raise to be grateful, then you're waiting for the material realm circumstances to change. But if you're grateful for faith that God gives you, then you can walk in a joy and a confidence 
regardless of your circumstances. Revelation, gratitude. But then here's the third way that God transports us from the material realm into the spiritual realm, and that is through people. Let me read you from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. Here's what it says. God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So here's what God says. There is this spiritual realm and there is this material realm. And I'm going to put people around you in the material realm. But these people are filled by my spirit. And I'm going to use them to transport you into the spiritual realm. Now, how does that work? So when I was having my uh, back problems and got discouraged, um, I told you one way when I opened the word and the revelation of the Holy Spirit just zoomed me up there. But there was another time when I was, you know, pretty discouraged because the healing wasn't coming. And uh, I had shared it with a few people of what had happened because initially I hadn't shared people, you know, you keep your life private, you don't tell people. But then as it goes along, you go, oh no, I need some prayer warriors. So I shared it with people and some people knew about it and I knew people were praying for me. But then I got a phone call from a friend. Uh, He didn't text me. He didn't say, oh, I'm praying for you. He literally called me on the phone, which this day is pretty strange. And we had a four minute phone conversation. And here's how it went. He said, how you doing? I said, you know, honestly, I'm not doing that great today. He said, listen, I wanted to share something with you. He said, years back, I was lifting something and I turned the wrong way and I wrenched my back. And he said, you know what? For a year, I could not get on an airplane, but God healed me. He said, Joel, God is going to heal you. And in that moment, Through his words, I moved from the material realm into the spiritual realm. Hope and faith and peace entered me because a friend was willing to pick up the phone and make a call for four minutes. God uses people, but you must be present. I had to be willing to share my situation in the material realm so that my friend could make that call. He had to be willing to be present. Sometimes we live life so privately or so busy that we are not present with each other. We're either not present in sharing what's going on or we're not present in being available for others. He didn't send a text. He called me. And through his words, I was transported because that's what it means to be part of the church. That's what it means to be part of the body of Christ where God works supernaturally through each other and he positions all the right people. What this passage says really is God will bring the right people into your life and he will use them to transport you into the heavenly realms where the spiritual blessings are at. But it also says something else. It says you are the right people that God wants to use you to transport you, to to transport others into that heavenly realm. God wants to use you to speak that kind of life and hope and faith. God wants you to be the person who picks up the phone and makes a four-minute phone call that changes the trajectory of weeks to come. For me, he uses people. He uses our gratitude. He uses the Holy Spirit through revelation. 
You know, these two realms, they're, they're quite closely connected together. They're, they're interlinked in some ways. They're not dramatically removed. And a lot of times we forget that the sequence really matters. The where we start really matters. We like to start in the material realm. So I start in the material realm, I have needs, I have prayer requests, I bring those to God, I try to be obedient to God, and then when blessing comes in, then I've got gratitude, then I've got peace. Faith oftentimes comes after I see God work, then I've got faith, then I've got hope. And if we're honest, a lot of times as Christ followers, the spiritual blessings come after the material world gets organized by God and we get the sequence wrong. God wants our sequence to be right where we begin in the heavenly realm. We begin with faith and hope and peace. We begin by having God transport us there because you get that right. Then the material world, it works itself out. But your point is never when. Your point is now. I know many of you who are watching this and listening, you're going through some really difficult times in the material world. And you've been asking God, when? And God's answer is now. Not necessarily in the material world, but in the heavenly realm. Now he wants to give you faith. Now he wants to give you authority. Now he wants to give you life. Now he wants to give you hope and a peace that passes understanding. And as he gives you that, it literally affects your life in the material world. But there's something you have to understand about these two worlds that's very clear and very important that scripture talks about. It comes out of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Here's what it says. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul says, listen, there's something else going on there. It won't always be this way, but right now, there's a battle going on there. That's why being transported doesn't always happen so easily. That's why it seems like sometimes it's not happening at all because our battle is taking place in the heavenly realm where there are these evil forces at work. Let me explain it to you this way. For those of you who are history buffs, World War II had two major important dates in it. One important day was what they called D-Day. That's when there was a battle and the Allied forces landed. And after that battle, everybody knew the war's over. The inevitable outcome is set. But it wouldn't be till 11 months later that there would be a V-Day when there was actually the true fulfillment end of the war. After D-Day, everybody, both sides, all knew. But until V-Day, it wasn't actually fulfilled. And during that 11-month window, there were still skirmishes. There were still some casualties. And that historical narrative is kind of a picture for us as Christians. We've had our D-Day, the death and resurrection of Jesus, which we recently celebrated with Easter. That's our D-Day. After that moment, we know it's a done deal. The outcome is set, it's secured, it's guaranteed. Everybody knows it. But our V-Day, the return of Christ, that final age, it's yet to come. 
And we're living in this in-between world where there's a material world and there is a heavenly realm. And as Christ followers, God gives us the opportunity to live in the heavenly realm, but he says there's a battle going on, a true legitimate battle that you have to be prepared for. If you know that, then you know the authority that you have. You know the power that you have in the name of Christ. I know it's easy to get caught up in the material world, in the material realm, and not think about the heavenly realm. But I pray that today and in the days that follow, you will allow the Holy Spirit to bring to remembrance. You don't just live on this earth. You don't just live in the natural. We live in the supernatural. We live in a heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing that's made available to us. Paul wrote a very interesting verse in 2 Corinthians 4.18. Here's what he said. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. He says, listen, gang, do not get caught up in only looking at the material. Don't fix your eyes on that because it's just temporary. Do you want to know what's real, what's truly real? Then you got to look at the heavenly realms and the spiritual blessing. Parents, when you look at your children, you don't just look at them in the material way, in the natural way. You look at them in the heavenly realms through spiritual eyes. When you look at circumstances that are happening around the world, you don't just look at it in the natural way. You'll get it through the heavenly realm. When you look at your own life and your own difficulties and your own challenges, you don't just define it by the material world. You say, Lord, transport me to the heavenly realm. It's unseen, but it is very, very real. How do you see something that is unseen? Let me finish this as one thought for you, and that is God's actually given you two sets of eyes. You have your eyes in the material realm, the ones that are in your head that you look at each other with, but he's given you another set of eyes that he talks about in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Paul writes, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. He says, listen, you may have your physical eyes, but God's given you eyes of your heart to see into the heavenly realm and the spiritual blessings. And what Paul wants us to get a hold of and what God wants us to get a hold of is things like hope, a glorious inheritance, an incomparably great power. Friend, there are two realms. And we have access to the heavenly realm as much as we live in the material realm. The world around us may be saying, wait. And sometimes in the material world, we may be asking God, when? But the word of the Lord to you today is God saying, now. Today is the day of salvation. Now is a day for you to have peace and hope and faith and authority and power. Now it's available for you. I pray that you will allow the Holy Spirit to transport you
into his heavenly realm where every spiritual blessing is available for you. God bless you guys. I'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.